Ever feel like you've got to get your should together? Is your should about to hit the fan? Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more, see more, or do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's sort through the pain purpose and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do because there's so much more in you hey everybody jenny randall here with my fantastic co-host candace Candace hey hey we tried it last episode yeah so we nailed it We nailed it. Um, We are at the end of our restoration series. Now, let our mini series, let me tell you, we learned what restoration is, which is to be returned to an original or usable and functioning condition. And we learned how God is on this grand rescue mission and restoration is possible. We learned through intentionality, uh, through vulnerability, mm. you can be restored. We've learned about uh, restoration through prayer within our masterclass with Susie Eller, which was amazing. So good. One of my it favorites so this good. entire season. Yep. We learned so how restoration takes place when we're intentional. Again, that word intentional to rest. And today mm-hmm. we're talking about one of my favorite topics. Okay talking about how God is restoring vision in your life. This is a fun one. Restoring vision. Yes. Because my goodness, Candace, the last what, two, three years have been Mm. a roller coaster for all of humanity. I feel like a roller coaster of survival mode. Do do you I got a word. I got a word from this. It just came to me. It just, I mean, like lightning in a bottle. We are moving out of a season of responding into a season of restoration. I think Mm. we have been responding to what's been happening to us, to the world, to, to the culture around us. And we've just been countering, you know, things, things have come up and we're like, I got to do this now. I got to shift and I got to respond. And and like the scramble. Yeah. Like, oh, I better pivot because this happened or yeah. 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 I got to react. I got to react. And I feel like this is a new season of restoration. I'm going to give back what's been lost. And not only that, I'm going to give more on top of it. And so with that means dreams, means vision, means the ability to hope for more and greater. When you're out of survival mode and you're in thriving mode, it gives you that opportunity. And I feel like that's where we're walking. So this episode starting us off with some hope, y'all. This is good stuff. And if it you is, feel like, nah, yeah. that's not for me, buckle up, Buttercup, because it is. It is. It's for all of us. I, I feel like God is, I love that word reactive. We've been in a reactive state mm. of survival mode. Like, okay, the, yep. uh, where we feel like the weight of the world is on our shoulders, which it's not. And I feel off of what you're saying, God is reawakening dreams and he's reawakening visions that people have had that promises God has given so people good. for years where because we've been in this survival reactive mode, we've kind of shelved it, which is fine. That's fine. Wow. But God is reawakening wow. those things and bringing us into a position where we can say yes and amen to the promises he has given some of us. And I, I think, listen, wow. I'm just going to go, I'm going to prophesy. I feel like some have been called into teaching and they've just been like, can't do it. I, I'm surviving mm-hmm. over here. And God's reawakening mm-hmm. 
that dream in you. Some have been called to step into mm-hmm. leaders uh, were as a worship leader and you've been like not doing it. And like God's reawakening that dream for you. I just feel like when mm. we're so focused on survival, we're missing out on God's best. And my goal in prayer as well as I can speak for Candace, hers as well for us collectively as the shut the should community is to be walking in the full potential of what God has for us. And a lot of times that's rebirthing and redreaming vision visions that he's planted in our hearts years ago and it's time to show up for it. So yes and amen to all that. Yes. Listen, I know that we are going to have some incredible how to's and some incredible wisdom and insight from things that you've already written in dream come true. I mean, I, I, you're like, I've got a book on this y'all. I've got a whole book. (laughs) Um, but I want us to start if you're okay with a spiritual insight to maybe why this is important for us in this cultural time period that we're in right now. Can I just dive straight in? Yeah, go for it. Listen, we've got a hard out here on our time for today's episode, and I want to make sure that we get the most of it. And I feel like this is a foundational word for us to start with. Joel chapter two, you may be familiar with this passage because a lot of people talk about it in verses 20 eight and on about how in the end days, in the latter times, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Listen, that's a verse that we all get excited about because we're like, yes, we need vision. Yes, we need to dream again. Yes, we need the spirit of God to move in power. But right before that, right before that passage, it also talks about restoration. And it talks Mm -hmm. about, I will repay you for the years that the locusts have eaten. And listen, when a locust has eaten a year worth of stuff, it didn't just eat uh, maybe the harvest. It ate the seed and it ate the planting and it ate the harvest. And I believe that there is an incorruptible seed that God has planted that you think that's that time has passed, that season's passed. It's been stolen away by whether circumstance or or the lack of finances or the lack of uh, knowledge to be able to do it. And it's just not, I'm never going to see that harvest. And I want you to be encouraged with the, with what we see in the latter part of this is that God restores not only what has been eaten, but he'll give you seed to start all over. And the seed that he gives is incorruptible. And you may be thinking, my goodness, Candace, this sounds really, really preachy and biblical. And it's kind of like shrouded <laughs> But it's honestly something that I need us to grasp to start from today, because when you've lost the ability to dream, when you've lost the ability to have a vision from the Lord, it's usually because you don't know that the Lord is faithful to his planting. He is faithful to come back and restore what's been stolen. He is faithful to come back and say, I'm in charge of the sun, the moon, the tides, the shores, the things that create the seasons. And maybe it was just the off season. And I'm going to give you back what's what's been gone. So if you feel like for me, that looks very simply like a restored relationship. I have a hard time seeing a relationship with one of my family members in such a good light. Everything that I look backwards on looks really, really sour. And I was praying the other day. I was like, God, how am I ever going to see these these incredible things and dreams that I had with this person restored? And he was and he was so clear to bring me to this passage and say that my seed is incorruptible. What I planted, I will harvest and it will be a great harvest. And you will see dreams again. You will see visions again. You'll see that restored. So if you're feeling like you're listening to this episode and you're like, ah, you know, I've been listening to restoration this whole series but it's just not hitting it for me. You know, I mean, I can be intentional. I have good, 
you know, restoration happening with my rest. I, I observe the Sabbath. I'm doing all these things. But if you're in a, a holding pattern where you've you're, you're really questioning, can I dream new dreams? Can I have new vision? I want you to see that it's not only possible, but it's a promise. And what I know of God is he always tends to his promises. Mm. So let's go because it is vital that you realize this is for you today. There are dreams and visions that the Lord will pour out upon you. I feel like I feel like we should have wore our party pants to this episode because <laughs> I'm like, come on. I'm ready to do the holy hustle around this room. I'm feeling excited for yeah. us. What yeah. I mean, one of the greatest God needs us. Well, he doesn't need us. Let me read. You're like, wait, backtrack, backtrack. <laughs> <laughs> well, the theologian in me is coming out. Right, right, right. God has gifted us mm. the ability to dream with him. What a what an honor. Like what wow. like I don't ever want to diminish the fact that the creator of the universe is inviting me to walk out his mission. And what does that look like? It looks like mm. a lot of different things for a lot of different people using their unique talent. Oh, I'm choking. Their unique talents and abilities to walk out the dream and visions he has. Now dreams and visions change through the years. I'm not going to have right. the same calling uh, that I had seven years ago, it's going to morph, it's going to adapt, it's going to change. But I think right. about when I think of Moses, when God called him to free the Israelites at the burning bush, he, we all know the story, the big dramatic mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. Moses responds to God. And then I love it because God doesn't give Moses a 600 page dissertation on what this looks like to walk it out. Right. He's not like turn left, go right. You're going to free the right. Israelites. You're going to walk over a bridge here. You're going to go right. because that how debilitating would that have been? Like if God casts vision into our life and gives us a 2000 page manifesto of what it looks like, I, me, myself, I'd be like, can't do it. That's way too much. But mm -hmm. what God does is mm -hmm. he gives you vision for something to come just enough to get moving. And I love in the, in mm. the instant with Moses, God's like, okay, you're, you are going to free the Israelites out of Egypt. And then he goes on and says, I will set the captives free. And God says he will do it all. So God not only gives him just a little task, little I'm using air quotes, but right. God points it right back to himself. And Moses makes excuse after excuse after excuse. And God is like, I don't care. I am the one that will get the job done. So I think when we carry vision, mm. when we catch the vision God has for us, there's this beautiful reminder that you can be obedient to the very thing God asks and invites you to do, but it doesn't, the, the pulling it off doesn't rest on your shoulders, right? It rests on yeah. God, like you were saying, to remain faithful, to get the job done because he's inviting you into his mission, into his rescue plan. And you're a piece of the puzzle that has an opportunity, a gift to step in this thing with God. And, and I really just want to awaken the dreamers again, because sometimes we mm. feel as if it's not good to dream because, well, why, why should I dream or why? And I think that's the beauty of discernment. God will show you what his dreams for your life are. And you get the beautiful gift of partnering with him and saying yes. And gosh, what a place to be. What a place to be. And I just see God, like you were saying, Candace, restoring relationships. Dream mm. into that. That's enough. That's a dream. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. we think our dreams have to be so wild and big that it's like, I want to save the universe. 
sometimes it's as simple as make a phone call to this friend and have a hard conversation. Dream into yep. that for a minute. What does that look yep. like? So yep. I just, I'm excited yep. about this topic. I will tell you right now, um, when I said that God always tends to his promise, I really do mean that, that, that what we're describing as dreams and visions, you've so eloquently put it in the story of Moses. Dreams and visions are only great if they serve a greater purpose, if they're God given. There's a difference with, with, with when God says, I'm going to do this and I want you to come with me. Then with, we say, I want a Maserati by the end of the year. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's my, my big dream. Board. <laughs> Let it happen. Yeah. Well, Hey, I made a vision board and there's some things on there that I'm like, I don't know if that pleases the Lord or not, but I want it. That'd be great. You know? <laughs> and this is really not what we're talking about. We're not talking about flippant wishes and wants. And some of those, they're not flippant. They are a God promise because you need to use them for his kingdom. So don't mishear that either. Okay. Hey, um, yeah. I'm, I'm not speaking against that, but look at second Kings chapter 25. It's in the middle of the story when the, when Israel's, de- I mean, they are just destroyed, demolished by the Babylonians. They've come in and they are taking them back to Babylon. They are taking them to exile. They've burned the temple. And there's this one captain of the guard. He's horrible. I mean, he's like this horrible, horrible character. And in chapter 25, you see him, however, he takes everybody that was against Nebuchadnezzar, everybody that was Jewish, and he takes them back to Babylon. And what he does, though, is he sees the poorest of the Jews and he leaves them to be vine dressers for the land of Israel. I want you to catch that. God made a promise to Abraham that that would be his land. And here you have the entire race of that people, all those sons and daughters being exiled from their land. And what did God do? He preserved a remnant to tend to the land that he had promised from the very beginning. God tends not only to his people, but to the promise. And if God put a promise in you and put a dream in you and a vision in you, God will tend to that even when you think it's near impossible to see how. And I I just got to let you see that the seed is incorruptible. When God starts it and sets it off, I love The Greatest Showman because there's that lyric in the sign in, in one of the songs that says, you set off a dream in me. And I'm like, yes, I get so excited because because when somebody sets off a dream in you, that's hard. It's hard to quench that flame, that passion. And I believe that somebody listening, God set off a dream in you that you think is long gone. And I want you to remember if it's from God, if it's a promise, he'll tend to it even in the most dire of circumstances. And there will be a day where there will be a harvest of what he, he plants and he tends to. Mm. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> we could even take it a step further and talk about the generate. Sometimes a dream is for generations. Yep. Sometimes yep. vision, God is giving you a vision. I mean, talking about Abraham, you catch the vision and you don't see the fullness of that vision until it's generations years later until you're dead mm. like you won't see it until eternity and i and yeah and even that even remaining faithful in those moments of being obedient and not seeing the fullness of that vision gosh it's such an opportunity to demonstrate obedience to who god is right and to what he's asked of us and i think it's remembering so that too we don't always see the tangible fruits right that we don't always see the end result but mm. Just the mystery surrounding the act of 
showing up and doing what God invites us to do is rewarding enough simply because God invited you to do it. And I think often with, with dreams, we have to keep this, this reminder before us because we won't always see the fruit, but man, if you do, when you do, when you catch Mm. those glimpses of I'm on the right track, I'm doing the right thing. I'm in the will of God. It is such a testament to, like you were saying, to who God is and his promises, that he is a fulfiller of his promises. And we're not, again, we're not asking you to dream these arrogant, make yourself amazing dreams. We're asking you to dream into what the will of God is in this season Mm -hmm. of your life. And it could be pulling back visions and dreams that he's given you years ago. He could be reawakening those. It could be something new for your life where you're like, okay, I'm going to say yes. And that response is enough. You can make the excuses, but bring them to God and God will remind you that he's the one that's going to fulfill this thing. And he's the one that's leading you. And then just walk it out little by little, step by step. And you're going to be so blown away with what God does through goodness the things he places before you. You know, as we're closing up today's episode, I feel like this has flown by and I feel like it's been a prep talk. I feel like it's just like, Hey, another one of these, these get me riled up. And now what do I do? Um, I want to take the last kind of maybe three minutes here. Can I give just really three practical steps that I feel like are really good? Okay. Number one, I just want you to get a piece of paper out and a pencil and I want you to write it down. Um, Habakkuk promises us, write down these words, the vision that I have given you, Habakkuk 2. I want you to write down the vision that God has given you. And Mm -hmm. it says, make it plain to see so that when people running by, they can see it. So make it somewhere big. If God's giving you a God-sized vision and dream, write it down and put it in front of your eyes and hold it there every single day. And that's something that you need to be reminded of. Put it in dry erase marker on your mirror in in your restroom when you're getting ready for the day, if that's the only place that you can put it. Put it on a post-it note on your steering wheel, but but write it down and make sure that you're able to see what that vision is that God's given you, that dream that God's given you. That's number one. Number two, I want you to ask God, is there something that I will never, ever see the end to? Is there a dream oh. or a vision that you can give me that I will outlive or that will outlive me rather? Is there a dream or a vision that will outlive me? Ask him what that is. Because right there, that is the thing that starts getting you out of bed and getting you moving and going. You would think it would be the opposite. You would think, oh, I can't wait to just feel the success and the reward of this. But honestly, there are things that I'm doing in my home and my family right now that I hope I never see the end to, but that get carried on by my children and my grandchildren. There Mm -hmm. are dreams and visions that I have. And I want you to ask God big for that. Like, go ahead say that prayer, be bold, be bold in that asking. And then finally, the third thing is I want you to really take some seconds to invite God every single night. And I mean this before you go to sleep, say you are the one that has full control over my mind, over my thoughts. And I invite you to allow me to dream dreams and real, and not just like this idealistic word of dream, that we apply to things, but really ask God to, to give you dreams again, to let you see things as you sleep and hold them and really dream them. And I know that that gets a little crazy into the mystical and we could go off and be on a crazy tangent, but we're going to close <laughs> the show here. So you interpret that as you will. <laughs> we're not responsible. No, I just, <laughs> I really do say that there's a beauty that happens when you invite God into your thoughts, even as you sleep. 
And so just those three things, I think, are a great launching point to see some restoration happen in your heart for having restored vision and restored dreams. And I want to add a fourth because I like action takers. So God may give you a rebirth, a new vision. God may give you Mm. a second generational vision for the future. Maybe they're one in the same. God, God will speak to you in your dreams at night. And then after all of that, in the midst of all of that, fourth is God, show me one thing, one thing I can do today to carry out mm. your vision. And like Candace said so in our last episode about what success is, success is moving things forward. We want to honor the things God invites us to. So move this vision forward and be obedient towards that one thing God puts on your heart and just take action. There will be fruit that follows. And I declare it in the name of Jesus. There you go. Okay. Amen. Hey, (laughs) hey, hey, hey. Reaching hands are out. (laughs) All right. Anything else you want to add, Candace? Goodness, I'm excited for wrapping up this this talk. I think we've only scratched the surface for many people. Keep doing your own study. But join us next week because we're going to dive into a brand new five-part mini-series that we're doing this whole season long and season five. And we want you to join us then. Um, earmark this episode. I think it's so good. You're going to go back and listen to it a couple of different times. Yes, ma'am. And until next week, my friends, embrace the freedom to kick your shoulds out the door. If you've been inspired to stop shooting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars. If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.